Welcome to the Northgate Church Podcast from the heart of Chester in the UK. This whole month um, is on a theme. It's on the theme of, of dreams. Yeah. It's on the theme of dreams, dreams and visions that God gives. And... Um, the aim of uh, this morning, um, after Lynn's brilliant teaching um, uh, last week, is we want to just provoke one another to believe in our own dreams, those dreams that God has given us, those dreams, those visions, and not to let life just slip by and we ignore what God has actually burst within each and every one of us. We do not want to let life slip by. And uh, we just want to look at how to nurture those dreams and don't let the dream die. That's, that's going to be the conclusion. Nurture the dream and don't let your dream die because dead dreams can live. Now, um, those who are on tables, uh, you've got um, an envelope. Um, you can begin to open the envelope and you will see um, a QR code on a slip of paper. So we're going to come to that in a minute. But we want to, what, and I love, I love the kind of the tone that Abby has um, set this morning of almost quiet meditation. And what we want to do with this whole thing of dreams and visions is to stop, to pause, and to listen, listen to what God would say to us. Um, God provides dreams in the first place, those dreams and visions. And as uh, Lynn said, we each have a destiny and a purpose. I think I'm going to need the clicker. Julius, is the, um, the clicker here, please? We'll do a little um, recap first. But first of all, you'll see a barcode. And um, if you've got a phone, you can um, scan the QR code and it will take you to a little questionnaire. Um, or you can go on to, if you've got a phone with an internet browser, you can go to slido.com and you can join a session by putting in 1957. Just going to take just a few minutes and you can type in um, who you think had, and anything that comes on screen is all anonymous. There are no names attached to this at all, unless you put some in rude. Then I'll, <laughs> then I'll find out. Uh, no. Um, so the first one is, write down who, do you, who can you think had dreams or visions in the Bible? And you can just type in there. And then it's going to go on to, have you ever had a life-changing dream or vision? What is dream vision fulfilled? And how do I expect dreams to be fulfilled? So just, 
Just, we'll just take two minutes on that one. If we um, go onto the Slido program, and that could be slid, I'm not sure, does it come up live of what people are, are writing on the first screen? Oh, yep, yeah. oh, we've got a lot of Josephs. What's the plural of Josephs? Anyone other than Joseph? This is because I've handed something out, I think. Oh, that's a good idea, putting them with commas in. Yeah, David, Joseph, Jacob, Daniel. Oh, yes, the one with a coat and the one married to Mary, of course. Joseph had a vision round when the angel visited him. Samuel. Oh, thank you very much. Yes, the plural of Joseph is Josephi. <laughs> yep, yeah, well, we've got five Daniels, 17 Josephs, three Davids. if we can see them all, but round about Jesus' birth, there was, there was quite a lot of activity, wasn't there? <clears throat> can you remember when Jesus was presented in the temple? There were two people mentioned in Luke when Jesus was presented, and they had, either one was a fulfillment of a dream, Jesus was a fulfillment of a dream, and one had a vision of the life of Jesus. Can you remember their names? You can call them out if you want. Simeon, Simeon yes. And what about Simeon? Anna. Simeon and Anna, yes, you've got the two. So Simeon, what does Simeon have? What was his? His was the fulfillment, wasn't it? My eyes, is that the one my eyes have seen? Quote? I've written it down somewhere. Anyway, and then we had Anna who knew that Jesus was going to be the redemption of uh, Israel. Okay, can we um, go on to the, um, the next? Do, will it, can you progress on to the next slide? Number two. <clears throat> oh, so 58% of people have said, yes, they have had a life-changing dream or vision. Um, sort of, 17% and the rest, and 23%, they haven't. Hmm, very interesting there, 60%. Anyway, that they have. So, um, of those people who are kind of sort of and yes, um, was this dream vision, for, has it been fulfilled yet? So can we go to the next slide? Yep. Well, there's some, yeah, yes, the equal proportionative yes, and some in progress, and some, like Simeon, are still waiting. So 
That'd be interesting to see what people are still waiting for. Then if we go into the next one, is how do I expect dreams to be fulfilled? So we've got four options. Two thirds say a bit of God, a bit of me, and a bit of others. A third of people said God gave it, therefore God will fulfill it. It's up to me to realize my dream. It's up to others to help it come to fruition, uh, zero. So yeah, that's, um, that's interesting. One talks about collaborating uh, with God to make what we believe has been um, a vision that God, a dream that God has given us to make it happen. And one third will wait and say, right, God is said he will make it happen, then let him, let him get on with it. Well, that's very interesting, uh, really good. Um, <clears throat> so, um, kids, I think you've been given um, something. Um, one has got a big cloud, and it says um, what I would like to do when I'm older. So it be interesting. Uh, kids, what have you written down there? Have, has anyone written on the, on the blue cloud? It's, um, Jenny, could you take... Um, just, just see what people have put. Is it like what you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. Um, I wanted to become a heart surgeon because I enjoy science and math, and if not, I'll become a scientist. High aspirations, a heart surgeon wow. or a world-famous scientist. Wow, fantastic. Has anyone else written anything? A fireman. A fireman. Wow. Ruben would like to be a fireman. Poppy, any ideas? Princess. Poppy is going to be a princess oh, when she's older. Oh, right, yes. Well, P Prince George will be eligible around about the same time, I think. So. Tristan. A train driver. Ooh, oh, a train yes. driver. I like it. We need some of those. Yes. A hairdresser and a ballerina. A hairdresser and a ballerina, but not at the same time. A ballet teacher. Wow. I like it. Annabelle. A singer. Singer. Oh. Wow. Be tall? Jeremy would like to be tall when he's older. <laughs> Absolutely fine. Any more? Oh, Ezra. Ezra. Grow seeds. Ezra would like to grow seeds when he's older. Oh, yes. That's very biblical. An actress. An actress, I think that would be a very good career, Chloe. Would you like to be really old? No, she doesn't know. Uh, a ballerina. Oh, we've got oh. a ballerina and a ballet teacher. Wow. Anyone else that I've missed? What would you like to be when you're big? I like to be a doctor. Another doctor. Oh, wow. Mm. Do you want to tell us what you'd like to be? A pilot. A pilot. Ooh. I'm glad it wasn't a pirate. I Not a pirate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a pilot. Wow, fantastic. 
Well, that's, that is brilliant. Well, do you know what I'm going to do? Actually, I, Jenny, could I ask you to commit all these young dreams to the Lord and that they may happen, that they, they be dreams that thrive and blossom? <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we thank you for these young ones that you have given us to, to just care and shepherd during their tender years. And we thank you that you have already given them big dreams mm. that they can articulate even at this age. So, Father, we bless them now. We ask that you will continue to nurture them, continue to give them the imagination that they need. We thank you that you fill them with your Holy Spirit that enables them to work these out in your plans and purposes, that you will walk alongside them, that you will encourage them. And Father, we pray as a church that we would do the same, that we will take care of them, that we will take care of the parents that are nurturing them each day. And Lord, we will just continue to encourage them to call out all that you have planned and purposed in their life for your glory, your namesake, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I know for some of these um, um, kind of dreams, like at a very early age, I think when it comes to how will they be fulfilled, it will be a bit of God. It will be a bit of others as we encourage people along and it will be also up to the individual to do some hard work as well like particularly think of the doctors uh, amongst amongst us um, who said about that you know the the training for becoming a doctor is just it's just crazy I know Tristan I remember we had um, a book day once and you brought a book about trains and you said several years ago you wanted to be a train driver. And so that is something really, I, th I think that's... Anything to do with transport. Oh, wow. Wow, maybe the next Elon Musk, you never know. <laughs> the next futuristic car. Tell you what, there is a fantastic futuristic car on um, Andor, if ever you've seen the Disney... Um, series and or there is a car on there to die for anyway i digress that's what i've started dreaming of for being my next car <laughs> but um uh, if we just go back on to the powerpoint uh, please and um just to quickly recap some of the thing uh, just two of the truth that lynn if you yeah that's it keep going keep oh no let, um no let's go back one let's go back one there we go. Put, let's put the lights down. A lot of people said something about Joseph. Here's the story of Joseph. God's story, Joseph. So part of God's story is about a guy named Joseph, and it begins like this. Once there was a guy named Joseph who had 10 older brothers and one younger one. When Joe was a boy, he was his dad's favorite. In fact, his dad liked him so much better than his brothers that he gave Joe a special gift to prove it. You can imagine this made his brothers jealous. 
and Joe only made things worse. He told his brothers about dreams he had where he was ruling over them. Well, this made Joe's brothers furious. One day they were working and saw Joe coming. They said, here comes that dreamer. They threw Joe into a dark pit. They might have left him there forever, but they met some men traveling from Egypt and sold Joe to them as a servant instead. They thought that was slightly nicer than leaving him in a pit. Then they went home and told their father Joe had been killed by a wild animal. This broke their dad's heart. Kids, these brothers were really bad news. Selling a sibling is never a good idea, ever. But the Bible says the Lord was with Joe. When Joe was a servant, he worked for a really important rich guy named Potiphar. And Potiphar liked Joe so much, he put him in charge of the whole house. Joe was happy until one day he was blamed for something he didn't do, and Potiphar sent him straight to jail. Well, God was still with Joe, even in prison. The guard decided he liked Joe so much, he put him in charge of all the other prisoners. Then God gave Joe special knowledge about dreams. When two prisoners had dreams, Joe knew what they meant, so he told them. Two years later, Egypt's ruler called Pharaoh had a dream, and nobody knew what it meant. But by now, one of the two prisoners Joe had helped was out of jail and working for Pharaoh. He told Pharaoh about Joe, and God helped Joe figure out what Pharaoh's dream meant. But Pharaoh's dream was really more of a nightmare. It meant that everybody in Egypt would have food for seven years, then be hungry for seven years. Joe told Pharaoh the only way to survive was to store food during the seven good years. Well, Pharaoh thought Joe's idea was brilliant. He put him in charge. During the seven hungry years, nobody could eat without getting food from Joe. He was like a human vending machine. Well, remember how Joe had 11 brothers? Like everybody else, they had to get food from Joe. And when they came, they didn't even recognize their brother. But Joe knew who they were. He secretly tested them to see if they changed. After all, they did throw him in a pit and sell him. Finally, he couldn't hide who he was from his brothers anymore. He told everyone to leave the room because he was about to cry. After sobbing for a few minutes, he told them, I'm your brother Joseph. I'm the one you sold. The brothers couldn't believe it. They had hurt Joe, but God had taken care of him during the good times and the bad. Even with everything they had done to Joe, he forgave them because he was willing to follow God, even when it was hard. Joe told them, you planned to harm me, but God planned it for good. And God used Joe to save many lives, including the family that was part of God's special rescue plan. And that's the story of Joseph. So in case you missed it, here's the quick version. Joe was his dad's favorite. His brother sold him. Potiphar put Joe in charge. Joe was sent to jail. The guard put Joe in charge. Pharaoh had a bad dream. Joe told him what it meant. Pharaoh put Joe in charge. Joe's brothers had to come to him for food. Joe forgave them. This was part of God's rescue plan. And that's a part of God's story. Isn't that a great synopsis of that story? And there is so much truth packed into that. And maybe later on we can just draw out a couple of points uh, from there. Um, so I know the kids have got various things to colour in about uh, Joseph. And um, what you can do when you've completed them, put your name on and um, we'll sellotape them and put them up on the board so everyone can see them later. But uh, feel free, when you've done the picture, just come up and you can um, 
pop it on the board. So um, on to... Yes, so um, Lynn brought to... Yeah, thank you so much, it works. <laughs> um, Lynn uh, brought uh, in this uh, wonderful word uh, last time. There were two truths that she said, that God created you and me to be unique. We are unique. And so he wired us for a unique purpose, a purpose that no one else can do. It's tailor-made for us and for who we are. And um, the second one is that God's time uh, plan for us is time-sensitive. We haven't got years and years because the years go, and they go very quickly. And the opportunities for some of the dreams to be realised can, um, can disappear like sand through our fingers. And then um, brought out that... Um, uh, it was in the context of David, wasn't it? He was born for such a time as this. Was that in David? Yeah. Um, and you and I are called for such a time as this. We're not, we're not called for something 50 years ago, because we were there. We're not called for something 20 years ahead uh, or 50 years ahead. We are called for such a time as this. So we are here at this point in time, and God has a purpose um, for our lives. And I believe he births something in us. He gives us dreams and visions um, inside. Uh, last autumn, um, uh, Jenny and I, we, we led a, a church family meeting here. And we tried to provoke a thought in us. What would God have us do? What would energise me in serving him? And if you can remember, uh, the little booklet that we produced, and at the back it listed about 60 different uh, possibilities and that was just to begin with. It was just to provoke some thought. And um, for me, and I think I remember at the time um, when I was introducing it, um, and I said, wow, when I was looking through this list, um, the whole area of refugees and asylum seekers resonated with me. And that kind of came out of the blue. Um, but that was as a result. And when uh, Lynn and I went away um, on, had a week's holiday, I took this with me and just prayed what God would have me uh, do. And um, for me, this process had a major impact upon my life and um, in, in particular. And, you know, some of you may have noticed how that has, has rolled out. And to be honest, if you just talk to me about what has happened in the last four or five months, you will find it just lights me up and I will just talk and talk about it because God just birthed something quite surprisingly uh, in, in me and um, it all, in responding to it, it had all, it's all rolled out. So, um, so while for some of the, you who, who don't know, but... As a result of that, uh, we've, we've got nearly a group of 20 people 
um, who are asylum um, seekers from Iran. And um, we've basically set up... Um, well, it's a, it's a, there's a new community, a Farsi-speaking community, whom, who are actually meeting in, um, um, downstairs in the studio as we speak. So we've got a Farsi-speaking service um, going on there at the moment. And, um, and that is growing more and more. Um, we've got three more coming uh, this very week. Um, so uh, our ministry there is is increasing. And what was wonderful, uh, Lynn and I are in, have kind of set up um, a home group um, midweek for them. We're going through a discipleship course and um, baptism. Lynn spoke on baptism um, uh, the week before last. And as a result, somebody came really convicted and they came all the way through of being born again. Um, as a result of that. So things are really, they're really happening. And, um, but it's not, just the, it's not just that. It's, it's wonderful to see our own international community grow. I'm going to come back to that in a minute. But dreams can happen, just like Tristan and uh, wants to be involved in transport at a very early age. Um, and, and dreams and visions can happen. And they can just drop from heaven. Like, when I was looking through this, it, 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 what God spoke to me about this, it caught me unawares. It was nothing in the realm of my thinking. But there have been other things that have <clears throat> energised me that, that I've known I've, God has called me to do because they're reflected in who I am as a unique individual. Uh, with um, my own uh, giftings, my own history, um, and things like that. So um, in your um, pack, just for the next five minutes, there's, um, there's a couple of questions uh, in there. Um, if you need a pen, it's just something, just quickly to jot down, but maybe you would want to think about this uh, later. But there is some, some questions here. So let's just take just a few minutes and, um, and ponder. So what it is, is could I actually define what is my God-given dream and vision at the moment? And how long have I had it? And has God spoken to me about it recently? Have you seen any of it come to pass? What energizes me? What gives me hope? And how can I nurture my dream? Let's just take just a few minutes just to reflect on that. There are some pens here. Um, if anyone needs uh, some pens, just it can be given out there. Okay, so um, just uh, drawing back, I, I hope you found that useful. Um, when um, when anyone asks me, I don't know what God wants me to do or what has God put within me. I generally ask them, well, what energizes you? What what gets you going? What gets you up in the morning? Um, what would you invest your time in? And that is generally a good indicator of how God has made you um, and what he wants uh, you to do. Um, Lynn's just pointed out to me, yeah, it's worth pointing out that dreams are, can be long-term, 
Some dreams can be long-term and some can be more immediate and actually they can run concurrently. So we can have a couple of things going um, on at the same time. <clears throat> um, my own uh, life uh, has... I've had a number of dreams and visions uh, throughout my life and even started before I even became a Christian. And um, some of you know my story, but um, I, I went um, in, uh, in the grammar school I was at, uh, there was a Christian union and um, um, a missionary from India came to talk to us. And I wasn't a Christian at that time. But something lodged in, my, lodged in me really strongly that I knew one day I was going to become a missionary. And um, that really stuck with me. Her name was um, Sheila Jones, who came to speak. And um, some of you who know my life, that has panned out in some form or other um, in my life. And very interestingly, when we were in lockdown, um, I did a series of talks for um, churches in Pembrokeshire. Um, there were online uh, devotional talks set up for Christians in Pembrokeshire, because that's where I grew up, that's where I went to school. And I noticed one lady, very old lady, was giving um, a devotional, and her name was Sheila Jones. And I thought, that's a lady from India. And um, so, I, I got hold of her telephone number and I contacted her and I said, 50 years ago, you gave a talk in a grammar school to, I wasn't a Christian, but I said, God touched me and this is how my life is, has panned out. And I thought I really encouraged her in her later years to find that she had sown something 50 years earlier. But... Um, when I did become a Christian, it was fairly dramatic for me. Nobody else was involved. I didn't really know what was happening, but God really met with me um, and changed my life over, really overnight. It was, um, I, 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 some of you have heard the story, but the week after I was just praying and in, in somebody's room, and we just paused in our conversation, and suddenly I was filled with, with, I just didn't know what, from top to bottom. And I was given a vision of um, a barren land and then a bright world in set. And God said, go out, I've got a lot more to show you. And seven years to the day, I found myself out in a little town in Zambia, and thus began a, quite a big journey for me, and um, a place where I really got to know God as my father. But it happened seven years to the day that I had that, uh, that vision. And so that was part of also the other calling or dream. I heard over here, is there a difference between calling and dreams? Well, they can be tied together, tied up together. I think our calling can come out of a dream or a vision. 
Um, but um, as I say, that 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 started um, my my whole what I call. I think all our lives are, are should be mission minded. We're all missionaries, really, aren't we? But for me, in particular, connection with international communities that is where I've I think all my life is what has really energized me. Um, I've also had a passion to help others realize their full potential and to get onto the next rung of the ladder so that they could run the race for uh, themselves. And I really pushed to try to actually live out in Zambia and uh, as a young man and all the doors shut because I thought that's where my calling was. And all the opportunities that were arising in our network of churches, they were all, all the opportunities were being passed to other people, even though they knew that is where I actually wanted to, uh, to live and die, actually. You know, um, but over the years, I had to let my dream go dormant. Um, but the light was never vanquished. It never went out. And I learned how to nurture that dream of um, what I felt God was calling me uh, to Africa involvement in the international uh, communities. So I kept it alive and um, I did it by keeping contact with people where I could. Um, this was particularly in, in Zambia, um, giving support to some of the, uh, the young people out there and, uh, and to families. So I would say, what lies, what does, ask yourself, what, is there something that lies dormant in me? Have you got any inkling? And if it's something has lied, lay dormant and you feel, oh, that, that, that dream is now dead, I would just say dead dreams can live. Dead dreams can live. Yeah, they can, can't they? They can live. <clears throat> and, um, uh, yeah, and I would say cultivate it. Do things which can cultivate and keep, keep your dream or your vision alive. Read up on things. Get in contact with people uh, in that area, but just keep it ticking over until God really opens up um, a new door. Um, <clears throat> and it could be, uh, another one is, is to share your dream with somebody else. And uh, maybe you've already done that. And that's a, that's a good thing to do. And it's a good thing to see how they react. Did it resonate with them? Was there an amen? Or is there a, a yes, but, you know, but it's good to share these things and to encourage and spur us uh, each other on to fulfill our dreams. What resonates in them when you share? I love this word resonate. It's one of my favorite words. I've, I've actually bought a website for use down in the future called uh, Resonance. But it's basically when two small objects produce similar sound waves, then the amplification is so much louder. And I was thinking, it's like when two, in the Bible it says, when two or three agree on earth, there's an allowed agreement in heaven. So let's just share 
our thoughts and our dreams. So I just, uh, just in our time uh, as we close, are there any, is there anybody who would like to just share what a dream that they've had um, uh, um, that's either come to pass, is in progress, or is yet to come? Has anyone? Yes. Rhiannon. Uh, you don't have to come straight to the front. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on down. Um, yeah, I just um, wanted to share with you how my dream came about because when I actually sort of sat and looked at that, I thought, well, it started 25 years ago and it took quite a long time to come about. Um, so I was involved in youth work voluntarily um, and really loved that. And I felt God speak to me about being involved in some kind of full time ministry. Um, that and uh, but you know you're involved in things in voluntary work but to actually get a job you kind of need a qualification you need a bit more so in 2000 but of course we want that now don't we, we want the job now I was very impatient to want a job now I'm not worth it um, but I need the qualification so in 2001 I started uh, a degree, theology degree, with an emphasis on youth work, but I knew because of my age I wouldn't be a youth worker forever. So I knew the dream was for something else, but I didn't know what it was. But the theme was always people. So over six years, did it part-time. And I learned so much along the way. We as a family learned so much, not just by what I studied, but the experiences God took us through at that time. And when I finished my degree in 2007, I was here, and I'd been here about a year, and I thought, right, God's got a job for me. And I was involved in some voluntary work, and I still wanted to be able to do that as well. I just couldn't get a job. Couldn't get a job that would allow me still to do the voluntary work. I was, and I was actually really angry with God, I have to admit. And, and it took a lot to admit I was angry. Because where was my job? Where was my job? But actually, God had a plan and you talk about God's timing mm -hmm. so in actual fact uh, Martin my husband became very ill so I couldn't have managed a job in that time and then once he started getting better my sister became very ill and, and because I didn't have a job I could spend time with her time that was really important because actually she died but before she died she became a Christian in an incredible way but after that followed sort of two a good two years and more of of grief of darkness and uh, um a time of not really sensing god knowing he was there but hanging on by my fingertips really so then i, I got a job working for the national trust and i worked for there for five years and which was a wonderful job and in that time god um kind of it was a time of recovery I'm trying to keep this short. Uh, and, then, and I did amazing things. But I thought, where was my job? And Martin would say, do you think God has a job for you? What was that all about? And I'd say, well, I thought he did have a job. And I, and I, but I don't, I don't, yes, I thought, definitely I thought he had a job. But you know what? The things I've done along the way, the people I've encountered, it was still worth it anyway, whether there's a job or not. And at times there were health challenges. I thought, if God had a job for me, I couldn't manage it anyway. Then that job ended and I got a job as a teaching assistant for three years, which if you'd asked me, would I ever work as a teaching assistant in a primary school, I'd say absolutely not. So in all of this, God gave me experiences that added so much to the end result uh, that I could identify with so many different people. And then finally, in 2016, I saw, advertised, my destiny job. And it was running a cafe in a church, which I never, never, never imagined it would be that. 
And um, so that's 25 years ago. And so I just want to say that, yeah, God's timing. We want things now, but actually God has a plan and he uses all our experiences along the way. And yeah, kept believing. That's, that's brilliant. Thank you so much, Lana. <clears throat> And that's actually a little bit similar to the story of Joseph as well. He had a, a dream of, of his future, but it took life um, and all of the experiences to develop him for when the time was right, he could step in to the job of being, it was like prime minister, wasn't he? And it's, that's right, it's the, the timings of things, but we have to keep hold of those, keep hold of the dreams, nurture the dreams and keep going because they will happen. Thanks for listening to the Northgate Church podcast. Find out more at northgate.org.uk or find us on social media by searching Northgate Church Chester.